When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I honestly don't know where to begin today. There is so much that has happened since we last spoke. So we'll just say congratulations. We'll start out with congratulating our Bonnie Gabriel, a fashion designer, model, and sewing instructor from Texas who won Miss Universe on Saturday night. Congratulations to our Bonnie Gabriel. Uh, being uh, crowned Miss Universe. She is uh, Miss USA, and she is also the first Filipino-American to win Miss USA. Congratulations to you as being (laughs) crowned Miss Universe as the first Filipino Miss USA. You can't be just Miss USA anymore. You've got to be Miss something else slash USA. And that's, you know, she is the first Filipino United States citizen American, I guess, to be crowned Miss USA. Uh, Congratulations to her. Uh, Miss Universe is a huge, uh, huge corporation now. Owns JKN Global Group, which is owned by Chirapong and Chirakachukatuhib. I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Chakra Juthathib. Yeah. Chakra Juthathib. Chakra Juthathib. She is the owner of uh, the Miss Universe contest. Uh, She's also a trans woman who said that the Miss Universe contest will be completely uh, all woman. Good for her. Good for her. So congratulations to... uh, Miss Universe, congratulations to the first Filipino American to win Miss USA and Miss Universe. And congratulations to Charapong and Chakra Juthathib. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. All right, and I didn't even mention the uh, costume outfit for Miss Universe, which was well, incredible. We also had the Critics' Choice Awards that happened. Uh, the best picture was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And, of course, then, you know, they had the uh, categories Acting Ensemble. So we can't just have the best picture. We have to have the best acting ensemble. Of course, that went to uh, Glass Onion, the Knives Out mystery. Clay Blanchard won for Tar. Uh, the, we had uh, supporting actor in a comedy series, Henry Winkler in, from Barry. Uh, Better Call Saul uh, did some winning too. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito was uh, best supporting actor in a drama series from Better Call Saul. He was awesome. Uh, John Lithgow in The Old Man. He was really good. That was a. Uh, we talked about The Old Man show though. That seemed like it ended, uh, you know, just like okay, we're done, which was really really weird. And uh, then uh, the best supporting actress was Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. 
of course. Um, and you know what I mean by of course. Uh, Bob Odenkirk won for Best Actor in a Drama Series, Better Call Saul. Jennifer Coolidge won for White Lotus. And, you know, I, I don't know that I agree with that. There's, you know, there was plenty of other... Uh, uh, what's her face from House of the Dragon? Julia Garner and Ozark. Uh, anyway, it just seems like uh, Rhea Seahorn would have been awesome from Better Call Saul. She deserved it. What a great character. Uh, Zendaya won for Actress in a Drama Series. Euphoria, if you haven't seen that. And Brendan Fraser, uh, pretending to be a fat man. While he's overweight, I would say now he is overweight. He uh, definitely a little fat shaming in Hollywood, but uh, he won for The Whale. And so Brennan is back. He's Mr. Superstar in Hollywood, and he was very thankful, uh, very happy that he won the award. He had a nice uh, heartwarming acceptance speech. Well, you know what? Here's Brendan. I was in the wilderness, and I probably should have left a trail of breadcrumbs. (laughs) But you found me, and um, like all the best directors... You merely just showed me where to go to get to where I needed to be. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so, yes, because I'm just a dumb actor who's sober now. Like a guy like Charlie who I played in this movie. Time to go. In any way, struggle with Wrap it up, Brendan. Or you just feel like you're in a dark sea. I want you to know that if you too can have the strength to just get to your feet and go to the light good things will happen yes thank you thank you thank you standing ovation thank you thank you thank you good night (laughs) okay easy brandon take it easy we're done all right so uh congratulations to all the winners and all the people that were just nominated in the critics choice awards and then we had Super Wild Card Weekend. I mean, the NFL put games on Saturday, Sunday, and we have a game tonight, for those of you listening live, the 16th of January, 2023, against the uh, Dallas Cowboys taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cap off the Super Wild Card Weekend. But the games were awesome. Uh, the 49ers won. Uh, the Jaguars came back uh, in, the I think, the third third biggest comeback in history uh the bills just snuck out a win against the dolphins which was you know a fun game to kind of watch but buffalo should have had that game it was embarrassing that they uh for all you dolphin fans sorry but uh, the bills should have i mean they were up what 17 to nothing or 17 to 3 and then uh they ended up winning 34 to 31 uh a little embarrassing uh the vikings i told you i don't uh, a long time ago that the Vikings were a team that they want everybody to like, but they were just they just couldn't do it. They were just terrible. They snuck out wins all year. They had this great record, and they just weren't good. And they lost to the New York Football Giants, thirty-one to twenty-four. And then the Ravens and the Bengals game last night. Cincinnati, wow. I mean, I thought they were better than what they looked like. Maybe they are. Maybe it was just the division game between them and the Ravens. But the Ravens almost won, snuck that game out. 
and the Bengals were very lucky with a fumble recovery run back for a touchdown, 98 yards, longest run back fumble recovery for a touchdown in playoff history. Defensive lineman from Ohio State rumbling and rolling and tumbling back to the end zone uh, for a touchdown, which put them over the top, and they beat the Ravens 24-17. to uh, The Ravens were without Lamar Jackson, who was injured. At least that's what he claimed. He wasn't ready to play. Um, you know, he doesn't have a new contract either. So, you know, maybe he was, you know, injured because he didn't have a new contract. Uh, you know, some people are saying that. Not me. Uh, some people are saying that. But Tyler Huntley, uh, the second string quarterback from uh, Utah, was great. And he is a similar quarterback to uh, Lamar Jackson. And he put on a great show. Now, the fumble, he thought he thought he was over. He stretched out. Uh, he out, had outstretched hands with the football. It did not cross the line to score a touchdown. But interesting that uh, they talk about... Uh, they, I'm surprised that they actually talked about this. But according to the chip in the football, the closest the ball got to the end zone was 0.6 yards from the goal line. So yes, the footballs do have chips in them. Now, I guess the chips in the footballs are not accurate up to, I don't know, six inches or seven inches or something like that. You can write your own jokes. But uh, so there are chips in them so they can keep track of this kind of thing or when they go out of bounds, possibly. But it's so strange. We, I saw a lot of bad ball placement from the referees um, yes, this weekend. And so it would seem to me that we need to upgrade our chips in the football and maybe use those uh, to let us know where the football needs to be. But what do I know? So congratulations to all the winners. And I'm really torn about the game tonight. Uh, I am a Buccaneers fan, been a Buccaneers fan for a long time, love Tampa Bay, uh, lived there for many, many years. Uh, and since I'm now residing in DFW, I've kind of become a Cowboys fan. I mean, it's almost a sure thing. I mean, I live here, so I'm inundated with Cowboy news. And I'm kind of a fan. So I feel like uh, the way the Buccaneers have played this year, that the Cowboys are going to have a really good game after getting their butt kicked last week. And they're going to have a really big game and destroy Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. However, uh, that's a hard feeling because Brady in the playoffs and the Buccaneers... Uh, playing in the wild card, I just feel like uh, if if Tom gets the Buccaneers up, the Cowboys are going to have a tough time coming back because Dak is, I don't know, he's not that kind of quarterback, at least in my eyes. But either way, uh, either way, I'll be, you know, I'll be more happy if the Buccaneers win, but I'll be happy if the Cowboys win. So I'm looking forward to that game tonight. And I know many of you don't care about uh, football, but I will say that uh, football, high school, college, and NFL really is uh, part of the fabric of the of America. And when you look at the uh, top watched television broadcasts of last year, eighty two of the top one hundred is football. <laughs> Well, let me rephrase that. 82 of the top 100 is NFL football. Five of the top 100 is college football. So 87 of the 100 top watched US TV broadcasts last year was football. Uh, just incredible. I mean, we had the World Cup, three, three World Cups. 
uh, Thanksgiving Parade, Kentucky Derby, Olympics, Academy Awards. Uh, we had some politics in there. Four times were polit- polit- politics uh, broadcast, so it probably debates and or uh, State of the Union, that kind of thing. Uh, and college basketball a couple of times. Thanksgiving Day Parade, yeah, Macy's is huge. Uh, everybody, the Derby, the Olympics. So, I mean, it's talking about the fabric of what America is. It's football. Uh, and so, I mean, I, I'm sure this weekend will be a front runner to 2023 for sure. And it's early in the year of 2023. There's a lot more football to be played. And yet I'm sure that this weekend will be one of the top weekends uh, for 2023. I have to remember to kind of look back at that when the, when the numbers get up, because I'm sure the numbers are going to be uh, huge. And we still have the divisional rounds next weekend coming up that are going to be huge. Uh, If you think the Bengals and the Bills are already set to play next Sunday afternoon, those numbers are going to be monstrous. Because, don't forget, uh, that was the game, the Bengals and the Bills, that got canceled because of the DeMar Hamlin injury. So don't be surprised. DeMar is home. Uh, He's back in Buffalo. He's out of the hospital. He's at home. He sends all kinds of love uh, videos to the team. Don't be surprised (laughs) if he is not at this game. Uh, I would not be surprised to see them introduce him up in a box uh, just to stand up and wave. That place will go crazy. So just be ready for that. Be ready for that. And then you have the Jaguars, the Jaguars, who, uh, you know, had a huge comeback against uh, San Diego, playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Good luck. Uh, And then you have the Giants taking on the Eagles. That game will be better than uh, anticipated. The Giants uh, looked really good against the Vikings, although it was against the Vikings. And then uh, whoever wins uh, Dallas and Tampa will take on the San Francisco 49ers. Woof. Good luck with that. (laughs) Good luck with that game. All right, let's go to the break room. There's so much more that happened since we last spoke. It's just unbelievable to me. Today is the 16th of January, as I said earlier, uh, in 2023. And since we last spoke on on Friday the 13th, there's still all kinds of stuff that's happened. It's just amazing. But let's go to the break room because I need something cold to drink and you may as well get yourself something cold to drink too. Go ahead. Okay, well, today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's a federal holiday here in the United States, marking the birthday of MLK Jr. It's observed on the third Monday of January each year. He was born in 1929. His actual birthday is January 15th. The holiday is, you know, similar to holidays set under the Uniform Monday Holiday Act. So to mark... Uh, his birthday, uh, Boston officials over the weekend unveiled the latest monument to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It was a 10 or is a $10 million bronze sculpture depicting uh, the moment MLK embraced his wife, Coretta Scott King. After Dr. King learned he'd won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964, it's called The Embrace. 
The completion of the 22-foot-tall statue was highly anticipated. Five years in the works, it is the largest monument to racial equity in the country, and it's located in the Boston Common, the oldest public park in the United States of America. Why Boston? Well, that's where MLK met Coretta. He was a doctoral student at BYU, or not BYU, but at BU. <laughs> he did not go to BYU. He went to BU. While she was studying at the New England Conservatory of Music, Boston Common was also the final destination of a 20,000-person-strong voting rights march Dr. King led from Roxbury in 1955. Now, the embrace is a little, uh, I don't know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not good. <laughs> Depending on the angle of what you, the way you look at this statue, uh, this monument, it does not look like an embrace of uh, two loving humans. Well, it does, but it looks more. Uh, well, I'll put it in the words of Coretta Scott King's cousin, uh, Seneca Scott. I wrote in the online journal Compact, $10 million were wasted to create a masturbatory metal homage to my legendary family members. <laughs> uh, looks like uh, we're embracing something else, depending on the angle of which you look at it. Now, you know, at one angle, it looks like an embrace. and the other angles, it looks like an embrace of something, uh, some other body parts. But the Brooklyn-based sculptor, Hank Willis Thomas, told the Boston Globe, this work is really about the capacity for each of us to be enveloped in love. <laughs> okay, Hank, here's an idea. Maybe when you're making a sculpture, you look at all the angles. You're making a sculpture and you look at all the angles. And you being a sculptor should know that. It's not just, you're not just looking at it from one angle. You're looking at it from all angles. And when you look at it from all angles, it appears that it, it is about the capacity for each of us to be enveloped in love. Only I, not the kind of love that Martin Luther King actually embraced. Or... I don't know. Maybe it was, but it's gonna. And another thing that's gonna look good is when it's covered in bird poop. <laughs> so we spent millions of dollars, ten million dollars on the sculpture, and uh, five years in the making. And so, are we gonna spend? What is it? How much is it gonna cost to have someone out there to wipe off the bird poop on that thing every day? <laughs> uh, it's gonna be incredible. But I can't wait for the first pictures online for the uh, for the sculpture, the embrace covered in bird poop and then congratulations uh, someone did finally win the mega millions jackpot it wasn't me uh the lucky ticket sold in maine matched all the winning numbers wow congratulations 1.35 billion dollar grand prize as of the time of this recording no one has come forward to say it's me it's me it's me uh, I would assume that uh, knowing whoever it is is getting all their little ducks in a row and uh, then coming forward to say, uh, yeah, it's me and this is what I want done with the money and this is where I want it to go. 25 consecutive drawings without its winner. Finally, the Mega Millions has a winner. Uh, 1.53, $1.35 billion, a uh, 724.6 million dollar cash payout Oof. that would be tough to take and I, there was a million dollar winner uh in texas uh it was not me 
<laughs> uh, very disappointing, but congratulations to all the people who won money on the on the big jackpot. Congratulations. I am happy for you. Now, I am. I mean that. I'm happy for you. Then we find out that the Dallas Zoo shuts down on Friday. We found this out right after we were done recording the show that a clouded leopard had escaped the enclosure. And so they shut down the zoo. They warned everybody in the area, hey, we've got this uh, we've got a clouded leopard out. We don't know where it is. And I said, when I heard the news, it's probably still in the zoo, right? I mean, most of the time the animals get out of their enclosure and they end up, you know, wandering around the zoo because they're, you know, like, well, I don't know where to go. I don't know what I'm doing out here. I've just got to wander around here and hang out. And, and that's where he ended up being found was, you know, on the zoo's property. However, it looks now that the enclosure had been intentionally damaged to let the old clouded leopard out. And the clouded leopard is like a an oversized cat. You know, it's bigger than a cat, not as big as, a you know, an actual tiger or, lep, you know, a big cat. But it's a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a cat. That's a large cat. Do a little damage if you come across it. <laughs> <laughs> the old clouded leopard. You don't want to mess with it. Anyway, it might be a cute little animal. Okay, no problem. But someone has intentionally damaged the enclosure to let it out. Then we find out there's another enclosure that has damaged where the monkeys, these langurs, were able to get out. They didn't get out. Uh, they, they could have, and they didn't. Really strange. I don't know if the monkeys are dumb. I don't know if the monkeys decided, yeah, we now nah, we get in trouble every time we sneak out. We're just going to stay where we're at. <laughs> hey, uh, you guys are all looking for the clouded leopard. <sighs> we could have left too, you know. We could be long gone. We could have been, we could have been the other side of this damn city. <sighs> but we didn't. We didn't go. So how about a little extra food? All right. Would you give us a little bit of extra love? So they called in the cops. It looks like uh, that enclosure was uh, originally was uh, damaged as well, uh, intentionally, to let these animals out. So I hope the Dallas Zoo has uh, has their cameras up and running and are uh, taking notes. We'll see uh, what happens, see if they've got anybody on camera that we know of that is damaging the enclosures to let the animals out. I'm sure it's going to be some protester to save the animals and how dare we keep animals in uh, enclosures and zoos and we've got to let them out. Okay, all right, calm down. It'll be okay. No one, first of all, let's be clear. No one supports zoos more than this show. Chewing the fat. Chewing the fat supports zoos. I would say, I would say we are the number one uh, in the forefront of supporting zoos in this country, uh, uh, for as far as shows go, nobody supports zoos like this show. So it's very disappointing when I have people out there, uh, intentionally cutting open cages that are keeping the animals safe and keeping the humans safe from the animals. So we'll see if we can find out who was uh, cutting the fences to try to set these animals free at the Dallas Zoo. Speaking of animals, you see where the uh, OnlyFans model has come out with, uh, well, she claims that she's trans canine. <laughs> uh, she's openly discussing her sex life with dogs. 
and she has started a movement or part of a movement that wants to add Z to the LGBTQI plus rainbow. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, she's trans canine, but she's a zoophile. So we want to add the Z to the LGBTQIA+. Now, do we? I don't know where we add the Z to. Do we add the Z to LGBTQIZ+, or do we LGBTQIA plus Z? Ooh, IG LGBTQIA. I, uh, this one doesn't even have A. Gotta have A in there. LGBTQIA plus Z. Oh, I like that. Or maybe just LGBTQI, LGBTQIA to Z. I like that. LGBTQIA plus Z. LGBTQIA plus or to Z. <laughs> Could be either the number two or the dash. Z, LGBTQIA plus dash Z. No, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, we'll see. The zoophiles want that Z added, though. It's probably going to be LGBTQIAZ plus. This one doesn't have the A. It's a very dis disheartening to me. It just says LGBTQIA plus. No, not LGBTQI plus. But you got to have the A. The A needs to be, the A is already in a part of that. So it's LGBTQIA+. And now where do you put the Z? It's a good question. Where do you put the Z? <laughs> she said, I'm trans canine. I can't abuse what I am. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, my father has forsaken me. I understand now what he must have. Oh, do you? Do you? Yeah. Uh, what do you want from me? I'm a zoophile. Okay. So, uh, PETA, other OnlyFans, uh, account members are asking PETA to uh, get involved. PETA said, uh, PETA's, uh, Elisa Allen, who I'm sure is a fine, fine person. She's the vice president of programs of the UK said consensual sex is always between members of the same species who engage in it willingly, which can never be the case when a human and another animal are involved. But, uh, okay. All right. That's what you say, Elisa. But, uh, the movement to normalize zoophilia is gaining steam. So zoophiles believes it's acceptable to be intimate with an animal and want the LGBTQ plus. This doesn't even have the I. Well, what's going on? They want to add the Z, but they keep cutting off letters. It's LGBTQIA plus. We need to add the Z. <laughs> we live in amazing times. Just amazing times. Well, who died today? Who died today? Gina Lola Brigida. Yes, Gina Lola Brigida died today. And I know you're thinking, wait, she was still alive? I know, she was 95. Rest in peace, 
Gina Lola Brigida. She was uh, super hot back in her day. Uh, super, super hot. She was in all kinds of movies and she posted in some hot pics under a, under a different name. And so when she, uh, when the, when, when the, when the film career slowed down back in the seventies, uh, she started a second career as a, a photographer and photographed, uh, you know, Salvador Dali and Henry Kissinger and Audrey Hepburn and Ella Fitzgerald. And she did make uh, some, you know, notable appearances afterward, uh, you know, being uh, being Gina Lola Brigida, right? I mean, that's who she is. So Gina Lola Brigida, yes, she was still alive, no longer uh, dead at the age of 95. Rest in peace. Oh, you know who else kind of died is Sierra Mist. <laughs> yes, I know. I know Sierra Mist. Uh, I guess uh, Pepsi has announced it's rolling out a new uh, citrus brand, Starry, or Starry, S-T-A-R-R-Y, Starry, uh, to take on the King Sprite. Good luck. God bless. Uh, uh, Sprite was like 8.3% uh, of overall market in 2021 by from Coca-Cola, and Sierra Mist was, you know, less than 1% market share. So Starry or Starry, which is a caffeine-free and apparently designed to appeal to Gen Z as the uh, at least the fourth effort by Pepsi to come up uh, come up after Sprite. Uh, so good luck, God bless to Starry, and uh, rest in peace, Sierra Mist. Now we've got a few headlines for some things going on. Uh, remember when Elon Musk... Uh, tweeted in, uh, I don't know, two or three, maybe four years ago now that he was considering taking Tesla private at $420 a share and had funding secured. And then uh, the SEC, and that came back to bite him. Well, jury selection begins tomorrow in a trial over that tweet, which a class action lawsuit claims resulted in Tesla investors losing billions of dollars. So we have that trial to look forward to. We have Kevin Spacey pleading not guilty to seven counts of sexual assault in London. Spacey now faces 11 total charges of sexual assault in the UK. So we have that to look forward to. The World Economic Forum, the WEF annual meeting in Davos, kicks off today. Yay! Only I'm told that uh, Klaus isn't going to be there. Uh, I don't know if Bill's going to be there. So the rest of the hoity-toits will all be in Davos, but uh, without Klaus, I don't know what uh, what they're going to be talking about. I, oh, and you know who else uh, might not show up is, uh, what's his face? George Soros, the other man of evil, uh, is not supposed to be there either. So maybe we're finally, maybe we're finally done with these douchebags. The Australian Open uh, begins today in Melbourne. Uh, remember all the drama around around uh, uh, Novak Djokovic uh, in his unvaxxed status. Uh, he's down under again receiving a warm welcome. Oh, yay, it's okay now. You can be unvaxxed. Yay. And we know that uh, the one Italian tennis star, uh, Camelia Giorgi, she's been accused of using a fake covid vaccine certificate so i mean i don't blame her but i would have preferred you know like uh, novak was like yeah i'm unvaxxed well you know 
what's it to you? And they they showed him what it was to them. But now it's it's all better, and we're supposed to supposed to be okay with it. And if you're looking to you know get rid of a little money and make a little money, I think Subway is uh, mulling the idea of a sale that uh, they're looking at. Uh, I think ten billion dollars. Boy, that seems like a cheap price for Subway. But what do I know? Uh, <laughs> uh, Subway just seems like it would be worth more than ten billion dollars, doesn't it? But that's according to this story. According to Wall Street Journal, a sale uh, would value the chain at uh, more than $10 billion. So that's a good price. Did you see where uh, Roku looks like it's going to start making its own TV? Uh, Smart TV made by Roku. That's one of the things that uh, they were talking about at uh, at CES this year. The CES 2023 there were a couple other things that uh, jumped out at me as well, but uh, the one thing that I was reading about, which I found really interesting at the uh, at the still CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, was that uh, Roku TV was thinking Roku was thinking about making its own TV. Well, what does that do with all the TVs? Like I've got several TVs that uh, came with Roku already in them. Uh, so if I'm Samsung. And you're going up against me now with uh, your own Roku TV. Does that mean that Samsung is going to pull Roku from their, hey, it's already installed on your TV? Uh, Okay. All right. Maybe. And maybe Roku doesn't care. They'll tell you to buy the stick or, uh, you know, buy one of our TVs. How about that? So anyway, we've got that to look forward to. And then I see, you know, where they have some of the, you know, they talked about uh, the... uh, uh, the wireless OLED TV, the 97-inch, uh, which is almost wireless, right? It has a uh, it's a 4K TV. It receives audio and video from a Zero Connect box that can be positioned up to 30 feet away from the screen. Um, okay, great. I mean, I've got a, several TVs in my house that connect wirelessly with the Wi-Fi in the house. So, I mean, is that something new I'm supposed to be impressed by? Because I'm not. Amazingly, the Russian space agency, Roscosmos, uh, said it's going to launch an uncrewed Soyuz spacecraft to retrieve three astronauts who became stranded on the International Space Station after their transport vehicle was damaged in December. I don't know that I remember hearing about this. Uh, One of Russia's standard Soyuz spacecraft, the vehicle successfully launched and docked at the space station in September was part of a six-month mission. The crew was forced to scratch a planned spacewalk in mid-December after a stream of white particles was observed ejecting from the docked spacecraft. Preliminary evaluations suggest uh, a micrometeoroid, tiny rocks, typically asteroid fragments traveling at high speeds, punched a quarter-inch hole in the vehicle's external cooling system. Officials said the crew is not in any immediate danger. Uh huh, and will remain aboard the ISS while the damaged vessel will return to Earth uncrewed. Uh, the rescue spacecraft is expected to launch in February. 
So, uh, I don't know if you've seen the documentary Gravity with uh, Sandra Bullock, uh, George Clooney, and uh, Ed Harris, but uh, it didn't work out so well in that movie either. Well, we know that she, I want to spoiler here in the movie Gravity from, I don't know, they built, they made this documentary, I don't know, 10 years ago now, uh, that uh, she did land on a planet at the end. We're assuming that it's Earth. But we don't know that. <laughs> Still waiting for gravity too. Now the UK is uh, supposed to what they call set uh, to make history with the first ever orbital space launch today. A modified for those of you listening live again. It's the sixteenth of January, twenty twenty-three. A modified Boeing seven forty-seven jet dubbed Cosmic Girl will take off from the UK and launch a rocket into orbit that's supposed to happen today all right um all right the the virgin orbit uh, satellite launch mission will be the first space launch from uk soil i thought uh, virgin had the satellite launch oh that was a satellite launch uh that made uh first european country to get satellites into space that ended in failure though right the rocket suffered uh, some kind of anomaly before it reached its orbit so now i guess we're just gonna try it all over again okay i know this is something different jeff it's a rocket it's not satellites it's complete it's going from an airplane not <laughs> not a rocket launch into space okay i got it it's completely different so what do i know <laughs> so good luck Good luck to the UK to launch their rocket off an airplane. He's incredible. You know, and, uh, speaking of uh, uh, the, the stupid CES, Consumer Electronics Show, uh, they had a one of the things that they were showing off, and uh, it's, again, it was disappointing, that was a ring drone that uh, you could fly around your house, when, presumably when you were away. And so you'd have the app on your phone and, or your tablet, and you were able to f- launch the drone in your house and fly it around your house to make it okay. Why would you... Is uh, I mean, that's just a so what toy. Uh, first of all, so many people have drones that they have purchased that they thought were going to be so cool and they're just collecting dust in the closet now because they're a pain in the ass to fly. And you got to practice with them and continue to use them and and hone your skills on them. So if you're away, instead of having just separate cameras around your house that you can click on your app and look at the cameras around your home, you you have to start up a drone that you have setting in your living room, I guess, or on your kitchen counter while you're away. And you're flying the drone through your house. So if you screw up, the Wi-Fi goes down, you didn't make the left quite right, you smash the drone. (laughs) Uh, It just seems like it's just a little stupid toy. I mean, I just... I guess I'm supposed to be impressed, but I'm not really. So I'm going to have to go through the rest of the Consumer Electronics Show uh, devices that they came up with this year. But it seemed, from what I saw, that there wasn't anything that was really great. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll look through there. And this weekend I saw a, uh, a t-shirt that, man, I wish I had. And... I've got 
like, I don't know, suitcases full of old t-shirts from the radio stations and radio station events. And I haven't gone through them in forever. I don't even know what I have. So maybe I actually have one of these, but I want this t-shirt bad. If it existed, I want this t-shirt bad. It's, it's claimed to be from 1982 and it's a, it's a, it's a golf tournament from 1982. It says on the t-shirt, if it's real, June 6th, 1982, and it's got a golf club with a tee and a golf ball, and it says committee member. But on the t- it's an orange T-shirt, and it says "Swing for the Re- <laughs> June sixth, nineteen eighty-two. I don't even know if you could wear that out in public in today's world. That's just amazing. I would. That would be awesome. To have that t-shirt and wear out in public. But I don't know that you could. Uh, there'd be a definite fight starter. If you're walking around Sam's Club with your swing for the retarded committee member t-shirt. <laughs> you would definitely be a fight starter wearing that t-shirt. <laughs> Subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.